0: Welcome to Sunrise, your weekday podcast, bringing you a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture. I'm your host, Tremel Gomes, reporting from the Florida Capitol, where Governor Ron DeSantis announced his wife, Casey, has been diagnosed with breast cancer.
1: Breast cancer specifically has a, a very wide burden on Floridians. It's the leading cancer diagnosis in the state.
0: Hours after Facebook whistleblower Frances Haugen broke down how the company pushes hate for profit, its platforms and services temporarily went offline. But its own research is showing that
1: content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing, it's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other emotions.
0: And parents of disabled children hoping to overturn Florida's mask mandate ban are taking the fight to a federal appeals court. Today's Sunrise interview is with Susan Harbin, Senior Government Relations Director for the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network in Florida. Following the announcement of the breast cancer diagnosis for Florida First Lady Casey DeSantis, Harbin is here to talk about the importance of early screening and detection during this Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We'll cover top stories trending around the state and capital, plus we have your calendar of political events and more. But first, a word from our sponsor. You're listening to the Sunrise Podcast from Florida Politics.
1: Following is a paid political advertisement paid for by Florida education champions. Online sports betting, it's legal and it's coming to Florida. With passage of our amendment next year, any tax revenues collected are required to supplement the Florida Educational Enhancement Trust Fund. Hundreds of millions of dollars in new revenue for students and teachers, with more choices and competition for Florida consumers. Be a champion today. Learn more and request your petition at FloridaEducationChampions.com.
0: And now the top stories on Sunrise for Tuesday, October 5th. It's National Do Something Nice Day and Eat Fruit at Work Day. On this day in 1930, Laura Ingalls became the first woman to make a transcontinental airplane flight In 1947, U.S. President Harry Truman held the first televised presidential address from the White House. The subject was the international food crisis. The Judiciary Committee of the U.S. House of Representatives recommended impeachment hearings against President Bill Clinton in 1998. And in 2006, Walmart rolled out its $4 generic drug program to the entire state of Florida after a successful test in the Tampa area. Facebook whistleblower Francis Haugen told 60 Minutes on Sunday the company is aware of how its platforms are used to spread hate, violence, and misinformation, and that Facebook has tried to hide that evidence.
1: One of the consequences of how Facebook is picking out that content today is that it is optimizing for content that gets engagement or reaction. But its own research is showing that content that is hateful, that is divisive, that is polarizing, It's easier to inspire people to anger than it is to other
0: emotions. The next morning, Facebook and its services crashed and was down for about six hours. Facebook has pushed back against Haugen's claims. Here, the VP of Facebook, Nick Clegg, on CNN. I think if the assertion is that January the 6th can be explained because of social media, I just think that's ludicrous. The responsibility for the
1: violence of January the 6th and the insurrection uh, on that day lies squarely with the people who inflicted the violence and those who encouraged them, including uh, then-President Trump, uh, and uh, uh, candidly, many other people elsewhere in the media who were encouraging the assertion that the, 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 the election was stolen. And look, I think this I think it gives people
0: false comforts to assume that there must be a technological or a technical explanation for the issues of political polarization in the United States. Haugen will testify on Capitol Hill before a Senate commerce subcommittee today, urging Congress to regulate the social media giant. The United States Department of Education sent a letter to Florida Department of Education Commissioner Richard Corcoran on Monday, alerting him that Florida is the only state agency left to submit a plan about what it plans to do with its American Rescue Plan funds. More than four months after missing the deadline, Florida still has not submitted a plan to the U.S. Department of Education outlining how it will spend $2.3 billion in federal pandemic aid. A spokesperson for Governor Ron DeSantis noted the federal funds are intended to span the COVID recovery over several years and tapping into some of the funds they say are premature by months, if not longer. Parents of children with disabilities went to a federal appeals court on Monday after a judge sided with Governor DeSantis and rejected a challenge to an executive order aimed at preventing Florida school districts from requiring students to wear masks during the pandemic. Attorneys for the parents filed a notice, which is an initial step in asking the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals to overturn a September 15th ruling by U.S. District Judge Michael K. Moore. And these two stories you can find on floridapolitics.com. Democratic State Senators Bobby Powell of West Palm Beach and Representative Diane Hart of Tampa have filed companion bills that would create a new section in the Florida Constitution outlawing forced prison labor. And Republican State Senator Ed Hooper is proposing legislation that would stiffen criminal penalties related to the murder of an on-duty firefighter. Under the proposal, the convicted murderer of a firefighter would face the same consequences as a person who killed a police or correctional officer. Life in prison without the possibility of parole. Florida First Lady Casey DeSantis has breast cancer. Her husband, Governor Ron DeSantis, announced the news on Monday. At 41 years old, Casey DeSantis is the mother of the couple's three children. In a statement, the governor said, as she faces the most difficult test of her life, she will not only have my unwavering support, but the support of our entire family, as well as the prayers and well wishes from Floridians across the state. Our Sunrise interview today is with Susan Harbin, the Senior Government Relations Director for the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network in Florida.
1: Well, first of all, I mean, our hearts... Absolutely go out to Casey and the governor and their family at this time. And, you know, she's done such great work on so many different causes. And so we're certainly here to assist however we can.
0: You all mentioned on behalf of the over 148,000 Floridians who will be diagnosed with cancer this year. That is a staggering figure to think that 148,000 people in Florida alone will be dealing with a similar diagnosis. What does that say to where we are?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's the number it's, it's almost shocking and breast cancer specifically has a, a very wide burden on Floridians. It's the leading cancer diagnosis in the state. Um. So this year of that more than 20,000 individuals are estimated to be diagnosed with breast cancer. But something that's important to consider is that this number does not yet reflect the effects of the pandemic. We've seen a massive number since the COVID pandemic began, a massive number of canceled and postponed cancer screenings, um, largely due to affordability and access issues caused by the pandemic, but also due to the fact that you know health systems had to prioritize the immediate care versus routine screenings. So we really, really are trying to focus on a you know getting back to getting up to date with your screenings um health providers are providing a safe place to do that we should all feel comfortable now but it's really really important um, if you're able to get back and get screened and you know the financial impact of COVID-19 it's it has and will continue to make it difficult for individuals to get the care they need but we do have some programs in Florida that can that step up and assist uninsured and underinsured women um, with getting preventative screenings.
0: So what's the process like for someone listening to this program right now and they're like, okay, I really think I ought to go and get checked. What can they do? Where should they begin? So I I think it's
1: a great time to highlight in Florida, the Mary Brogan Breast and Cervical Cancer Early Detection Program. Um, You know, it was named for the late wife of a former Lieutenant Governor, um, Frank Brogan, and she was a wonderful advocate for this issue. Um, It provides screenings for medically underserved women between the ages of 50 and 64, with some exceptions, if there are high risk factors the you know, the program can serve younger women who have incomes below 200% of the federal poverty level. So these are people that are falling in the gap. You know, they're above maybe Medicaid eligibility, but they don't have other private insurance options. And through the Department of Health, who runs this program throughout the state, they can you know, get a mammogram, get, you know, a cervical cancer screening, if, you know, for younger population. But, and additionally, um, the program will cover some additional diagnostic exams if, if needed. And if there is a diagnosis, then you, you know, the individual would be directed to DCF and there may be um, some Medicaid eligibility at that point. So there's a special Medicaid category, if you're diagnosed through this program, that you may be able to cover your treatment through that resource. But if that's not an option, you know, they will help you navigate to other, you know, local resources that are available in your area. So it's a wonderful program. We've advocated long for funding for this. And, you know, I think now more than ever, we should highlight how important it is to have these Safety net measures in place.
0: You know, as we are in Breast Cancer Awareness Month, this is an annual event. It's been going on for many years. And the ultimate goal is to get closer to a world without cancer. Are we getting there as we see these numbers increase? Where are we with research? And is that finish line within reach?
1: You know, I. I want to say that I hope it is. Um, You know, we've got some incredible research institutions here in Florida and cancer treatment has really changed. If you look even just 10 years ago, you know, the new innovations that are being developed, it's changed the course of diagnoses in terms of survivability for late stage diagnoses. So, I mean, I hope that we are getting there. And if you look at the statistics, survival rates are are. going up, which is good. But diagnoses are, you know, in, in many cancers are going up as well. You know, while we're doing the work, we're doing the research and the innovation, it's always appropriate to stay up to date on your screenings because early detection is crucial in the fight against cancer.
0: Thanks to Susan Harbin with the American Cancer Society Cancer Action Network in Florida. Here's your calendar of events. The Florida Board of Athletic Training will meet bright and early, virtually at 7.30 this morning. The Florida Supreme Court will hear arguments in two cases, including a potential class action lawsuit about fees that motorists have been charged by a company that plays a key role in local red light camera programs. That's at nine. Attorney General Ashley Moody and the Florida Statewide Council on Human Trafficking will host an online human trafficking summit. Congressman Charlie Chris will join hotel industry leaders and workers for a press conference urging immediate aid for the hotel industry through passage of the Save Hotel Jobs Act. That's a virtual meeting at 10. And the Levy Union and Bradford County legislative delegations are all meeting today in their respective regions. Publix announced plans to hire approximately 30,000 associates across the company's seven-state operating area through the remainder of the year. The company will hire associates to work in stores, distribution centers, and manufacturing facilities for non-seasonal positions. And Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin announced Monday actor William Shatner, who has been pretending to live in space since the 1960s, will be on the next Blue Origin flight. He'll be joining a crew on the new Shepard NS-18 flight, which will lift off October 12th. The journey will take 11 minutes and soar past the Karaman line, the internationally recognized boundary of space. And finally, as you jumpstart your day, thanks for tuning in for today's sunrise. I'm Tremel Gomes at the Capitol, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for a fresh squeeze into Florida's news, politics, and culture.